morning. Larissa Fossum, Jamie Lyons, McKinley LaRock, Aaron Crow, Shania Bronsted, and Alex Ramelfinger. This year has looked much different for each of you, and you have each had challenges to live through, challenges unlike anything else graduates in recent history have had to face. But you have done just that. You have faced them, and you have persevered. <coughs> you are our 2020 graduates, and each one of you have God's great plans in store for you. Six lives, six lives to manage, six different lives, but you each have one mission, one challenge, one image to live up to, one image to show those all around you. This is my challenge for you. In a world full of darkness, shine the light of Christ for hope to be seen. Live your life striving for ideal Christianity and show the world love in action. John 15, 35, I'm sorry, 13, 35 says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Christ follower is to demonstrate a life of service that reflects godly character and love. We must have love in action. Your life can proclaim Christ. But there are some guidelines that we are to follow and this is going to be my challenge for you today, as well as the start of a new series. So please follow along as we read from Romans 12, verse 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another in brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another and do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Revenge, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by so doing... You will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, obviously, we can never get through all of this today. In fact, we're just going to focus on verses 9 through 13 as a challenge to the seniors today, as well as a challenge to our own lives. And that's a lot to get through there, so we'll just have to see where God leads. But with everything going on around us in the world today, I thought it not just appropriate, but very much needed to be reminded of who we are and how we should be responding in our lives, how we should be acting to everything going on. The Christian is called to a life of love in action. And lately we have seen many Christians doing many things, but too often, far too often, we're not showing our love in action. We're not showing the love of Christ. Does love motivate your actions, your words, your thoughts? 
Sure, we talk a lot about love. We sing about love on the radio or with the radio. We read about love, but do we live it? God's word says they will know we are Christians by our love. Is this us? Is this you? Seniors, I challenge you. God challenges you to marks of true Christianity, to an ideal way of living, to strive to, starting with love. You must be better than the worldly. You must be better than us, better than me. You must strive to be more like Christ every single day. Romans 12, 9 tells us that our love must be genuine. This means what we say we do, what we do, we say, even behind people's backs. These are powerful and convicting words that what we do behind closed doors must match what we say and do out in the open. What we preach to people now out in the open, we must do behind closed doors as well. We must say what honors and glorifies God and helps to show love genuine. I spent a lot of time on my knees this week before God crying out to him. As I focused on the words here in Romans 12, 9, and I questioned myself, and in some ways, I feel I have failed to represent some of these. I have asked God for forgiveness, I've repented, I've turned away, and I hope you'll forgive me and forgive others as well in your life. Well, maybe they don't live up to your expectations or up to God's expectations, but I praise God, I thank him that he loves me and forgives me beyond measure, that although I don't deserve love and forgiveness, he shows me love in action and forgives me and forgets my sins as far as the east is from the west. You see, it all comes down to love. Seniors, does your life show this type of love? Even to love the least of these, the smallest of cases, the hardest of circumstances, do you show love in action at these times? Because as Christ followers, we should. We have been justified through Christ, and this is but part of the evidence of our faith and what our everyday sanctification is doing in our lives to change us to be more like Christ. Here in Romans 12, 9 to 13 alone, we see 12 different rules to live by, 12 different guidelines or marks of a true Christian. And in saying ideal, ideal ways to live by, I mean, these are what we should strive to live for. It's hard to ever accomplish all of them, and especially all at the same time but that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for it. So back to Romans 12, 9 to 13, I'll try to work through these somewhat fast as they're pretty cut and dry, pretty basic and to the point, but I still want to make sure you understand them. Number one, seniors, is this. Love. Love genuinely. We've already briefly talked about this. Does your life show genuine love? 1 John 4, 16 says that God himself is love, and the one who abides in love abides in him, and God abides in him. Love is also the greatest commandment, as it says to love God and love others, love your neighbor as you yourself would like to be loved. We are called to strive to have love in action every day. Love God and love others. Love God, love others. It doesn't say love God sometimes, Love others sometimes. It doesn't say hate when you want to hate. It says love 
We are called to strive to have love in action every day, but a real and true love for our brothers and sisters in Christ and others. We must love them so much that we seek after them and pursue them to encourage them, to challenge them with the gospel. Not a love that's just a love when convenient, but a love which is sincere, which is genuine, and which loves even when it's hard. And we must not love with ulterior motives. Number two, we must hate evil, abhor evil, it says, and hold fast to what is good. Hating evil is the opposite of love, the other side of love. Love cannot approve or rejoice in unrighteousness, in evil. We must love goodness so much, God's goodness, that we abhor evil. God abhors evil, hates evil so much, hates sin so much, they sent Jesus to die, for, to battle it, to destroy the hold that sin had upon our life. Evil is the enemy to us. Sin is the enemy to us, the Christian, to God, to love. And Scripture commands us that if we love God, we must hate evil. We must hate sin. Psalm 97.10, God abhors evil, and so we must as well. We may struggle with evil. Seniors, church, we will struggle with evil. We'll struggle with sin. We'll struggle with wanting to tiptoe and allow it in our lives, but we must hate it so much that we cling fast, we hold fast to what is good. And Philippians 4.8 says, if there is anything excellent, worthy of praise, focus on these things because we need to keep our eyes on the goodness of God. To abhor. This is a word filled with meaning, a word meaning to hate something so strongly that you must turn your face from it. It's a stench so strong that you can't even, oh, you just, you've got to put your, your shirt over your mouth. It's like that stench of when farmers are putting fertilizer in the field and for miles down the highway, you have to cover your nose. Or maybe that's just me because I'm not used to it yet. It's so terrible that you cannot look upon it. It makes you sick to your stomach. That's how much we should hate evil. We must abhor evil, hate evil, and cling to what is good. But it's not just enough to turn from evil. You see, we must, we must turn from evil, focus on what is good, find fresh air, wisdom, and strength in the presence of God so that then we can battle against it. We can pray against it, and we can speak out against it. Seniors, church, evil is all over the world. Sin is all over the world, and especially today and in the times we're in. You can't turn on the news without seeing evil, without seeing sin. Will you speak out against it? Are you seeking out God's wisdom through his word today? Are you praying to know how to respond to what's happening around us? Do you show your love in action for the racial injustice? Do you show your love in action against police brutality? Love in action against violent and destructive protests? Bear with me. Do we show love in action for the good police officers which serve with honor, respect, and love for those under their direct supervision? Do you pray for these such things? Do you pray for them? Do you speak out against such things? Do you pray for such things? We must lift these people up. We must pray for them and we must show support for them. But we must also speak out against the evil and sin of the world. I wish I could say that I've done more, but the great thing is we can never do enough and it's never too late. 
Do you show you hate sin, you hate evil, you abhor it so much that you seek out God's presence and ask him how you can respond? Seniors, you must do better. Church, we must do better. I preach to you the same message I've preached to myself this week, the same thoughts that I've cried before God as I meditated on these words. Again, I want it made clear that evil is evil. There is no gray area. Sin is sin. There is no gray area there either. We must stop dancing around with evil. We must stop flirting with sin. We must speak out against it and pray against it. Treating somebody different because of the color of their skin is wrong, inexcusable. No buts about it. Overuse of force or power is also wrong. And that's not just for police officers. It's easy to point a finger at what's happening recently, but how are we, myself included, church leaders included, the general public included, how are you overusing your power that you have over somebody? And maybe not physically holding them down to the ground, but how are you abusing your relationship with people? How are you holding things over them and holding forgiveness back? We must show the grace of God to people. We must act justly, act righteously, and pray and speak out against the evil in the world, against sin. We must show love in action. Seniors, remember my challenge to you. In a world full of darkness, shine the light of Christ for hope to be seen. Live your life striving for ideal Christianity and show the world love in action. We must hate evil and cling to what is good. Do not allow the evil to fill your hearts, but allow God's goodness to fill you. Speak out against sin. Do you hate sin so much and your love restored by God so much that you're willing to proclaim Christ? We must love our relationship with God, our restored lives so much that we speak about it often. Sin is evil, and the consequence of this evil, of this sin, is hell. But we have an answer. We have a rescue line to throw. Pray and speak out in all directions, all occasions. Do not be hypocritical. Do not be one-sided. Pray for your enemies and pray for your friends. Pray for the strangers. Pray for your neighbors. Why do we think we can only pray for one side? That is wrong. God tells us we must pray in all things at all times. Show love in action. And number three, we should love our brothers with brotherly love, a love which is forgiving and caring to the point of sacrifice because we are all family and we are commanded to lay our lives down for one another as Christ laid himself down for his people. Ultimately, we're all created by God, we're all loved by God, and we're all desired by him. We're created in his image and for great purpose, no matter what color of skin we have, no matter what background we come from, no matter our age. Seniors, God loves you and desires you to seek out his goodness and to love one another with brotherly love. Number four, we must honor others more than yourself. With so many problems, so much evil in the world, I think we can look around and see so much of it comes down to the fact that we look to ourselves as number one instead of looking to others and honoring them more than you honor yourself. Christ put our needs first. He knew that we needed him to lay his life down for us, to save us from sin, to provide a way out, to provide freedom. 
in relationship with God, the Father. So he did just that. He humbly laid his life down for us. Can we do that for others? Can we say we do that now for everybody around us? Number five, do not be slothful in zeal. Now, this one may be hard to understand, or if you're my daughter, you might really love this illustration because she loves sloths. But sloths are very slow. They're very sluggish. And that's what we're commanded not to be. Don't be like a sloth in your zeal. Now, zeal, that's another weird one, but zeal is to mean with great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. And that is what we are commanded as Christians to be like. Not slothful, but like that roadrunner from the old roadrunner and coyote cartoons. Wily coyote, we must be fast and always acting against evil around us, always acting for our Christian mission to show love to God and love to others. We must be fast in zeal with great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of God's goodness. As William Barclay once said, the world is always a battleground between good and evil. The time is short and life is a preparation for eternity. The Christian may burn out, but he must not rust out. Do not slow down as if stopped in your pursuit of righteous living, but stay on fire for Christ. Number six, and we'll start to move faster through these, be fervent in spirit, actively allowing the spirit to work through you in your life. Be fervent in spirit. Keep the fire burning and stoked and always be ready for the spirit's empowering for your use, for use in your life. Seven, and seniors, this is a hard one for you. You must serve the Lord. There's so many things that are gonna demand your attention and your time in your life this week, this month, in the coming years, but you must be constantly serving the Lord in all things, acknowledge him. In all things, include him. Number eight, rejoice in hope. Strive to focus on the hope that the follower of Christ has in eternal life with him. And this leads into nine, be patient in tribulation. Because we can rejoice in the hope we have, we can be patient in tribulation. And number 10, how do we do this? By being in constant prayer. It's been said that when we fail to pray, we limit our strengths by closing the door to the almighty God's presence. It's also been said that one should not be surprised when life falls apart or collapses if he or she insists on living apart from God and his ways. We must be constant in prayer, constant including God in every part of our life, constantly seeking out a connection to God the Father and the strengths and wisdom that he brings upon us. Prayer is essential, and so is living according to the righteous ways of God. Number 11, contribute to the needs of the saints. We're to help others, but especially those whom are believers. We're set apart by Christ's love, and we need backup. We need to back up those who care for Christ, who follow Christ, and we need to seek out their backup for our lives as well. And finally, number 12, show hospitality. Seek to show hospitality. In a world full of selfishness, show hospitality. Love in action. Put away selfish ambitions and live for others. Show love. And to wrap up, these 12 points, these 12 rules, these 12 guidelines for your life, we must show love in action. 
to the least of these, to all of these, to the whole world. We must be characterized by our love. All of these guidelines in Romans 12, 9 to 13 come down to love. John 13, 35 says, they will know your Christians by your love. Seniors, church, show the world what you strive for. Strive for the ideal image of a Christian in love in action. Seniors, church, do people know you are a Christian by your love? Do they see it? Do they know that you proclaim Christ with your life? And finally, I remind you of the challenge to live for. In a world full of darkness, shine the light of Christ for hope to be seen. Live your life striving for ideal Christianity and show the world love in action. Let's close in, pray, in prayer before moving to communion. If you don't have your communion ready at home, I encourage you to do so now. Thank you. Lord, we thank you that we can, we can seek you out every single day of our lives. And oh Lord, we thank you that despite all of our shortcomings, despite all of our faults, and I have many your grace, mercy, and forgiveness covers them all. You love me beyond measure, and you never give up on me. I'm sorry that I don't always live up to all of these marks, and I don't think we ever can until we're given new bodies in heaven with you. But Lord, we should be striving to. So I ask you now, help us to strive to be more like you with each and every single moment of our lives. May we be more like you. Amen.